Hello and welcome to Forward, a podcast all about moving forward in the direction of our dreams. I am your host, Lydia Morales. So whether you are running, stumbling, or crawling forward, I am here for you. We're going to figure it out together and do amazing things. And make sure you sign up for my newsletter so you can get notified when a new episode airs and you'll get live updates and behind the scenes with me every week. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode on Forward. I am so excited for you to be here today because I have an amazing guest, Chris Mahan, who is the business owner, coach, speaker, and author. He's just done so many incredible things, and I think you are absolutely going to love his journey and what he does. So, Chris, welcome. How are you doing? Oh, Lydia, it is so glad, so good to be with you. I'm glad that I had this opportunity and uh, just looking forward to our time together. Oh, me too. And honestly, I cannot wait for others to learn more about you because you are helping so many people. And I think that it's incredible what you're doing. So why don't you let everyone know what you do and what your business and life looks like right now? Sure. Yeah, my name is Chris Mahan. I am a business optimization specialist. That means uh, business owners, small, medium-sized businesses uh, hire me to help them um, basically to to work at at doubling their revenue within the next 12 months without uh, a great deal of extra expense for marketing and uh, and advertising. I've been doing this uh, specifically with the program that I use right now for about a year uh, mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, it's a system that's being used around the world in all different types of businesses, and has just shown great potential and uh, great results. And in particular, I, I like to throw this in because you know it's not all about making money. In fact, when people oftentimes ask me what I do, I tell them that I help save marriages, uh, help save important relationships, help save their sanity. And in some cases, even save their lives because the the distractions, the destruction that financial instability has on people is just devastating. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And that's so powerful. And I love that you word it that way, because it's really at the end of the day, you're not just helping with the finances, but it's about their lives and having that stability, correct? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. And that is incredible and does that connect with the uh the coaching and the books that you also have because i saw you had two is that right uh actually i have four right now oh my god <laughs> um, i have two on on my website but yeah i have uh, i have four different uh business books mm-hmm. um uh can i can i share just a little bit about my background as to why i do what i do yeah I right? yes please <laughs> okay great yeah, because I mentioned the devastation of financial issues, financial difficulties. Um, just about 22 years ago, uh, I was, and it was due to a lot of personal, I mean, I did, I made a lot of mistakes in, in my finances and so on. And um, I was just swimming in a sea of debt. My credit cards were all maxed out. Every month I was juggling who I was going to pay. I was on the verge of bankruptcy, foreclosure, and all of that led to a really deep depression. And unfortunately, that led to the demise of my marriage. Uh, I lost contact with my two sons for over a year. And 
it ended up with me attempting suicide because I really felt like that was the only way that I could get away from my pain, my embarrassment, all those things that were all wrapped up that had their roots in the fact that I, I, I money problems, money issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, I was not successful, which is a good thing because over the last 22 years, uh, I've just had so many blessings. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to count sometimes. And so Livia, that's why I do what I do. Because again, I know firsthand the effects that that financial instability can have. And, and entrepreneurs face that all the time. And so my desire is to help them overcome those financial obstacles so that they really can enjoy the other important aspects of their lives. Yeah. Oh, my God. And thank you so much for sharing that, because I'm sure that there's a lot of people that can relate to that, not only the struggle financially, but mentally and everything that comes along with that. So I feel like many people will be able to connect with your journey and and understand that, you know, there is there is another way and that it can get better. So that's Mm -hmm. powerful. Oh, my God. And it is just so crazy. So you were in the midst of this and then that happened and you fi- you figured, okay, there must be something I need to do differently, right? Yeah. And, you know, life has a way of throwing you curveballs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, about a year after all this, after my divorce, uh, I met another wonderful woman. We started dating. We met online, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, started dating and uh, we were married. We've been married now for 22 years. And um, my relationship with my boys has been uh, reestablished and we're in a good place now. She has a son. So I've got, you know, actually three sons now. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, my wife worked for a large orthopedic company. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, the parent company... um, decided to acquire another large orthopedic company. And so because of the government regulations and everything, they were told that in order for that to happen, they had to cut their workforce by 7% across all of their businesses. Mm -hmm. And so here it was 2010, actually 2009, when my wife found out uh, she was going to be one of the ones who was let go from that position. Mm -hmm. And so in 2010, we started our own business. And it was basically a lot based on a lot of connections that she had. Our first business, and we, which we still have, uh, mm-hmm. centers on medical writing. And um, so because of the contacts she had through the company she'd worked for, uh, we started working. Um, we actually started that business, like I said, in April of 2010. Um, by November, we built it up enough. And there were some other personal crises going on in our lives. I quit the job that I was in and began working with her full-time in our business as well. Oh, Um, yeah. So like I said, you know, life has a way of throwing this curves and it's not always, I mean, you know, when, when we're in the midst of it, Mm -hmm. uh, it just looks like, you know, the world's crumbling around us. Like I said, my wife, you know, lost her job through no fault of her own. She'd been in that company for 20 years, had won all kinds of awards and everything. And then all of a sudden, one day they said, uh, because of this restructuring, we're going to have to let you go. Mm-hmm. You know, what What a blow. And then when I started working with her full time, part of the reason that I did that is we had moved her mother in with us. Uh, her mother was in her early 80s. We, um, you know, she was still in pretty good health, but 
uh, you know, we really felt a lot more comfortable having her right there in our home, being able to take care of her. And just about the time we started our business, we mm -hmm. found out that she had stage four breast cancer. Oh my gosh. And by November, uh, you know, so my wife was working at home, uh, taking care of her mom, you know, working, and I was still working outside the outside the home at that time. Things were just getting to the point where she couldn't handle it on her own. And, um, and so I quit the job that I was in. And like I said, we built our business up enough that I was able to do that and begin working full time. So even though, you know, those two terrible things happened in our lives, mm -hmm. um, they led to some good outcomes. And mm -hmm. part of that is just because we persevered because we had a lot of support from other people. Oh, and that's so good. That support, it really is, you know, when you're down, it's what really helps you just not even get up. It's kind of like, okay. like Yeah. And, and that's part of the reason why I ended up deciding to be a coach. Like I said, our first business was uh, primarily writing, which meant that I was researching and sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day. Uh, my DNA is I like to interact with people. Mm -hmm. And so in 2016 was when I decided to go into coaching. And exactly what I just said is, a, is, a, is part of the big reason is because the way that I was able to turn difficult circumstances around was because of the support that I was receiving from other people. And I wanted to do that for others. I wanted to be the kind of person that could help them, not just in their bad times, but even in their good times to make it even better. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's so good. And that's mm -hmm. true. You know, you, you receive that. So you want to give it back in a way because you know the impact that it had on you. And it was tremendous. Yeah. And one of the things that I see, Lydia, is uh, the business owners that I work with, again, when, when their income begins to grow substantially and it gives them all kinds of freedom. I mean, it gives them the freedom from that financial stress. It gives them the freedom from having to spend so much time on their jobs and now they can spend more time with their family and the things that make them important. And to what you just said, one of the things that it does is it provides them the time and the resources to support the causes for which they're passionate about. Because people who receive really do like to give. And in fact, the more that they give, the more that they receive. Mm -hmm. Oh, And that's such a plus to it, right? Like you're not... Mm -hmm. Getting your life in order and creating the life you want, but then you get to also reach a handout for those that you also care about, organizations and whatnot, right? Yes, yes. That is so tremendous. And that is, I'm like in awe. Like, it is <laughs> incredible what you're doing. And with the whole coaching thing, I did see the website, the websites that you have, it's so crazy. But Talking about just the coaching, I did see that you have a program, right, about uh, limiting beliefs and whatnot. Can you talk, yeah. talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. Mindset is such a big issue. And I noticed that, I mean, you've already had some guests that have talked about talked about mindset. So for me, Lydia, and, and again, I mean, I, a lot of the things that I do are because of my past. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't have the greatest childhood. I mean, I was raised in you know, my whole life, you know, I, I lived with my, my parents. Um, they, they, they didn't divorce. Um, but my, my dad was so busy and away from home all the time. I really didn't have a super close relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And my mom just did a lot of things that 
were damaging to my self-esteem. Mm. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about in, limit, in, in, in overcoming your limiting self-beliefs is there's usually this voice in our head, and it's usually someone from our past, someone of authority, uh, a parent, a teacher, a coach, uh, a religious figure, whatever, who in some way or another tells us that we're just not enough and makes us question our self-worth, our abilities, and all those kind of things. And even when we're adults, uh, when we start to make decisions and we decide that, oh, I'm going to try to, to start my own business, and then all of a sudden that voice comes in your head, and who are you? Who, who, who do you think you are that you've got enough brains and everything else uh, to start your own business and to be successful? You know, I mean, that voice just is something we really have to overcome. We have to come to grips with. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, and, and I do that in my life coaching is, is help with self-limiting beliefs. But even in my business coaching, that topic comes up because mindset, again, is so important. When we have those self-limiting beliefs, it's like a ceiling that we can't seem to get through. Mm -hmm. And usually that ceiling is way, way below our potential. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that everyone struggles with that. And so I think that just this conversation is always really important to have because, you know, seeing the different perspective that everyone has on this and the whole mindset, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, you know, mindset is a lot. It's almost everything, you know, without it, yeah. <clears throat> where are we? So I. But one of the things that, that, one of the ways that I approach that mm -hmm. is, you know, we, we hear that voice and even though we're adults, we're still processing it like the child that first heard that voice. Wow. So one of the things that I work with clients, I hate to call them clients because by the time we start working together, I mean, it's more... We're more like friends. I mean, because, you know, getting to know them and, and really having empathy for, for what's going on in their lives and wanting the best for them. Uh, clients is just kind of a sterile term that really doesn't define the relationship that I like to have with my uh, with people that I work with. Mm -hmm. But I encourage them to try to find what I call the originating event. Um, you know, for me, a couple of things that that I finally were, was able to go back to is um, when I was in kindergarten, mm -hmm. I was expelled from kindergarten. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I just had a hard time settling in and, and, and I was the youngest in the class for one thing, and I just wasn't emotionally ready for it. Mm -hmm. um, but anyhow, uh, you know, they, they, they talked to my parents and said, you know, we, we really don't think he's ready. We don't think that he should come back. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty bad when you get kicked out of kindergarten, right? Yeah. So, so my mom decided that she would teach me at home. Mm -hmm. Well, she was still pretty much, I mean, she was just in her, just out of her teen years. Um, she, she had not finished high school. Uh, she wasn't a teacher. And whenever we try to teach really difficult concepts to, especially to our children, we usually don't have as much patience as a real teacher does. Um, and um, my mom was trying to teach me how to tell time. Now, you can tell by looking at my gray hair that 
that when I learned to tell time, that was not with a digital clock. It was with an analog clock, the hands and the numbers and all that kind of stuff. I was five years old. My mom's trying to teach me this. And she would move the hands on this toy clock that I had, which I learned to despise. Uh, and she would say, what time is it? And I would, I mean, I just couldn't grasp it. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, I could tell that she was getting upset, which made me nervous and afraid and couldn't think and couldn't process. And uh, eventually she lost her temper and she slapped me. She backhanded me, knocked me out of my chair, gave me a bloody nose and was standing there yelling at me, telling me how stupid I was and how I couldn't learn anything. Hmm. And that is the message that I went through life with for a long time is I did not want to accept new challenges because I didn't believe that I could learn how to overcome. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are other things that, that happened in my life. Like I said, that's just one originating event, but here's, here's the reason that I share that Lydia. It's not to bad mouth my mom, Um, you know, bless her heart. She was doing the best that she could. I was certainly a handful when you get kicked out of kindergarten, you know, you, you know that you're a handful, right? But by by being able to identify that mm-hmm. as an adult, I'm able to process it. You know, I know that at five years old, what she was asking me to do was beyond my capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't that I wasn't smart enough. It wasn't that I wasn't talented enough. It was just that I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't emotionally ready for that kind of learning. Um, I look at her, you know, I mean, she lost her temper, um, you know, but, you know, like I said, she was just a very young parent herself, mm-hmm. not much more than a child herself. And so her reaction isn't a typical re- reaction from a from from another adult. It was from someone who was going through a lot of emotional upheaval herself. So by being able to identify that, by being able to understand that, now I can process that event with my adult mind instead of the mind of that five-year-old child that experienced it. And when I do that, I understand how untrue what she said at that moment really is. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I encourage the people I work with to do is to try to find out what was it when when this message first was implanted in your subconscious where did it come from and then once you can identify that is dissect that event and look at it now through your lens as an adult and see how much truth there really is to it mhm oh my god that's so powerful and I appreciate it mhm and I'm I'm definitely gonna try that. <laughs> Let you know, <laughs> but because it's so true, how you were saying, you know, we're still unless we go to that origin origin of what happened and then process it as an adult, we're still carrying it around as the child we were when exactly. that exactly. And that is so my I've never heard it said like that. It's it's really cool. Yeah, one of the things that that most people aren't, and, and like I said, I I because I, I do this even with my business clients, because mm-hmm. those unconscious beliefs that we hold, they you know, they affect our belief system. 
and our beliefs affect our attitudes. Our attitudes affect our actions and our actions ultimately affect our results. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we want to change our results. We want to be better at our business. We want to be a better parent. We want to be a better you know, spouse, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we just think, well, if I just change my actions, I'll change the result. But what we're missing is those actions will always default back to the actions that are based on our attitudes, which are based on our subconscious beliefs. So until we get back to that and deal with those, we'll never really be able to change the outcome like we would like. Wow. That is so crazy. And that sounds like work that everyone needs to do to process because you yeah. think how much it can affect you. It's like, why aren't we doing more of this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And people don't teach you this, right? Like You have to go and find someone. Yeah. yeah, you do. I mean, there are a lot of great coaches out there who talk about mindset. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about self-limiting beliefs. And I mean, if any of your listeners right now, uh, if this is really resonating with them, you know, by all means, I encourage them to seek out a coach that can help them deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I mean, many of us can deal with stuff like that on our own. But when we get professional help from a coach, it moves so much faster. The The results that we want come a lot quicker. And mm-hmm. it's actually a lot less painless. <laughs> <laughs> That's always nice, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God. Yes. So definitely take Chris advice, everyone. Find someone or him to to actually process this. And you know, that way we can move forward and actually see what, what we're actually capable of. Because from what I'm hearing is that this is just gonna keep holding us back mm-hmm. until we we work with it. And you see so many people unhappy, um, you know hating their jobs or just not living in their you know zone of genius or not going for what they want and you're wondering well what's holding you back and you know well it could be that it came from their childhood then right great observation yes that's so crazy so I'm just loving this whole conversation because (laughs) I just keep talking Chris you're saying whatever (laughs) Hey, it's incredible. <laughs> like we're all going to be feeding on this. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. It, you know, cause even in the term self-limiting, you know, th- there are so many things in our society and our culture that are already conspiring to limit what we can do, you know, whether it's, you know, our gender, our, our race, our religion. I mean, there's just, you know, we live in a very, you know, very divided culture right now. And so those things are already pressing down on us. And we don't always have a lot of control over those, over the outside circumstances that are conspiring against us. And so what we need to do is we need to take care of the ones that are within our control, these that you hold about yourself. And, and those are something, those are things that you can identify and you can deal with and you can't overcome that is so true and it's just just how they hold back and it's I just love everything that you're saying because we can we can go back and well for me I can go back and see the times I didn't want to try something new or the times that I I um 
didn't go after something I really wanted. And it's just understanding that it was probably a self-limiting thought that was like, you can't do it. Or how dare you even try, right? So I think this whole conversation of self-limiting beliefs is so important. And uh, what else do you tell people about it? Yeah. Well, it, it kind of goes along with self-limiting beliefs. But you know, one of the biggest things that business owners oftentimes deal with is the imposter syndrome, which again, like I said, it's very, it's it, it's very t closely tied to our self-limiting beliefs. But it's that thought that you know, if people really knew me, well, they'd never come to me for advice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, somebody that's that's you know applying for a job. Well, if they really knew me, they'd never even consider me for this job or for this promotion or whatever it is. You know, who am I to teach other business owners how to run their businesses? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's it's those. Uh, again, it comes from our self limiting beliefs, but it's that that fear that we're an imposter. And, you know, for, for business owners, you know, one of the ways that I try to help them deal with that mm -hmm. is, you know, they need to understand that perfectionism is a concept, but it's not a reality. Mm. So, um, no matter how much they learn about their trade or their craft, mm -hmm. There's always something more out there and things are changing and evolving so rapidly that the technology that worked great yesterday isn't going to work so great tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you talk about your business itself, many entrepreneurs go into business because they're passionate about what they do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, oftentimes I'll talk about like a bicycle repairman. Uh, you know, man or a woman who just loves tinkering with with bicycles. And, you know, you can bring them a box full of parts and two days later, they can bring you a fully functional bicycle. You know, I mean, they are great at that, but not so great at running their business. Mm. You know, they don't understand the things that it takes to run a business. They don't understand that not only do they need to be able to um, use the skill that they have to accomplish and make a product or offer a service, mm -hmm. but they're also responsible for their finances. They're also responsible for, you know, for their taxes, for, um, I mean, just all the things that help to make a business run. It's the difference between working in your business versus working on your business. And most people are good at working in, that's doing what, what it, whatever it is that they do. But the working on are those essential elements that are basically what keeps the doors open or not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, today in, in the realm of small businesses, you know, the statistics are that, you know, eight, only eight, I mean, 18% of most businesses that begin this year mm -hmm. will fail by this time next year. Wow. And that only 50% will survive to the five-year mark and mm -hmm. only 35% make it to the 10-year mark. Wow. And a lot of that is because people don't understand how they work on their business, what's, what's important to that. So that's where my business coaching comes in, where I help them to optimize the things that they do. Uh, to help them optimize the strategies that they use in hiring and firing and marketing and all those things mm -hmm. so that they can be successful at working on their business as well as working in it. 
Yeah. Oh, and I love that you touched on that because um, I know I, I was very curious. I think other people are curious too. Like, why do you see businesses closing so often? Like one comes in a year later, they're gone. And you're like, well, because they're good at working in it. Like they know their craft, but running a business is a completely different ballpark, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's so much overwhelm there. Um, because, you know, when you stop and think about all the things that you have to do as a business owner, mm -hmm. uh, it, it can just, it, it becomes so overwhelming and you don't, you know, where do I even begin? Mm -hmm. And, and again, obviously I'm a business coach, but I'm telling your listeners, you know, if you're in business and you, you're ready to get a coach, it doesn't have to be me, mm -hmm. but I definitely encourage you to find somebody who can help you because, that's one of the things that a business coach will do for you. They will help you to develop a strategic plan mm -hmm. so that you know what to do in your business and when to do it and in what order to do it in. Mm -hmm. And that begins to remove the overwhelm where it's just, you know, all of these thoughts are bombarding you. I've got to do this and this and this and this and this. And where do I start? I, I you know, how do I even begin uh, and that's what a coach will help you determine is what is the step that you need to take today and tomorrow and this week, this month, this quarter. And then they begin to break things down for you. I mean, most people have heard, you know, there's a book out there entitled, How Do You Eat an Elephant? One Bite at a Time. You know, it's that concept of Instead of, of not following your dream because there's so much to do and you don't know where to start, mm -hmm. is get someone to help you to strategically plan it out and then do it one step at a time. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Oh, and that's awesome that you mentioned because it's true. Overwhelm is real and burnout is real and thinking you have to do everything all at once is so common so I love the fact that you talked about breaking it up not just quarterly monthly but like small daily actions you can take like I love that so much <laughs> yeah yeah you know because we get stuck mm -hmm. you know we, we as, as business owners we we like you said burnout you know we, we we're no longer in love with what we're doing mm -hmm. which is really not so much true because again our bicycle repair person loves repairing bicycles. Mm -hmm. In fact, here they are so overwhelmed by their business and, and not knowing what to do. And what do they do to take their mind off of it? Many of them will go out and tinker with bicycles, you know, and, you know, you fill in the blank with whatever, you know, skill it is that, that, that you have. Mm -hmm. um, it's not that we don't enjoy doing what we're doing, but we become so, so burdened by, all of the business aspects of being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and we find ourselves stuck. And one of the things that I found very valuable is, is like, I'll do a personal retreat with my, with my, with my clients and my business clients, I call it a VIP day. Oh. And, you know, we'll get together for six or eight hours over mm -hmm. the course of a day, or in some cases we'll take a weekend. And one of the first things that I have them do is to go back and review the why of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. For instance, I shared with you, the reason that I'm a business coach is because I know firsthand the devastating effects that financial stress can have on a person and on his family. 
so you know for me when i'm when i'm at those places where i just you know have hit that brick wall and and feel like i'm not sure i want to keep on doing this mm-hmm. i go back to my why you know it is something that i'm very passionate about helping others to avoid what i went through mm-hmm. and then i find it good to think about being grateful for what i've accomplished because again we tend to minimize that in our own brains. Mm-hmm. We don't stop to think about all the things that we've accomplished, all the ways that we have helped other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by just really stopping and taking time to take stock of what we've done and to take pleasure in it, you know, to take pride, um, and to be grateful that we've been able to do those kind of things. And then, then I'm in the right mindset to look at my goals again and to look at my long-term goals. Are they still feasible? Are they still things that I am passionate about? Is this really what I want to do with my life and with my business? If not, then I tweak them. If they are, then again, like you said, I go back where I break it down. If it's a five-year goal, I break it down into years and then into quarters and then into months and weeks and days. Mm-hmm. Um, and by doing all that and, and getting a handle on what I need to do right now. And again, sitting on that feeling of accomplishment, because I know that I can do it. I've done it in the past. I can do it again. Uh, helps me to get past that unstuck part of my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's awesome. And I, what I love that you shared is that It's only after you've done the gratitude and done what you're proud of and what you've accomplished and all of that. It's only then that you look after your goals Mm -hmm. now, because I think changing that mindset of I haven't achieved enough, I haven't done enough to, oh, my God, this is what everything I've done. And now this is my plan for the next five years. That is so powerful because we tend to look at goals from the scarcity mindset of I haven't done enough. I haven't achieved enough. Yeah. And Lydia, the thing is, like I said, I think that's that again, it comes back to self-limiting beliefs. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't really believe in ourselves sometimes as much as other people do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's an exercise that we can even do with other people. Like you said, uh, it's easy for me to think at times, wow, I really haven't done much with my life over the last few years. Um, But if I go and talk to somebody who knows me well, a good friend, maybe a good family member or whatever, and I say that to them and they look at me like, Chris, what in the world are you talking about? Don't you remember you did this and you helped these people and you did this? And it's like all those things I totally forgot. Yeah. And so we, it's good to have close friends, close family members who can kind of, you know, snap us out of this. My wife jokes with, with, with me because every once in a while she'll, you know, she'll get in a funk. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I mean, I was in the ministry for 35 years. So, you know, helping people, like I said, it's just in my DNA. Mm-hmm. And there are times, you know, she'll just be in a funk and, and I'll say, well, do you want me to help you with this? Mm-hmm. She'll go, Yeah. <laughs> snap out of it (laughs) (laughs) and I can do that and and it makes her laugh I mean that's why I do it is because I know that it's something that just breaks her tension and helps her to just reset her mind 
and look at things differently. And then she's ready to hear, here's the things that you've done. Here's the differences you've made in people's lives. Mm -hmm. So it's good when we have someone like that in our life that can help us do that. Yeah. Oh, of course. And it comes back to the whole, have your support system, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because even when you're on your path to doing the things you want and you forget how important it is to have that support and you forget like you said the things you've achieved you forget how amazing you can be until someone else that loves you is like you've done so many incredible things and I'm proud of you and then you're like oh you're right I have (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and you know there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of self-pride obviously we still want to be humble um you know why am I able to do the things that I am well you know God gave me certain gifts God gave me um you know, just passions, um, then, you know, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've been a student all my life and I've learned new things and I try to learn things from the people that I, that are around me, even people that have nothing to do with, with what I do for a living or, or, you know, what my profession is, but it's just, you know, we can learn so much from others if, we're humble enough to realize we need to be a student. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's got to be a balance. We need to take pride in what we've done, mm-hmm. but we don't want to become haughty about it. That's Honestly, true. Lydia, most people most people really aren't haughty enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they could all stand to grow a little bit in that area. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we both know people who don't need to grow in that area, but but most people, you know. Need to need to own the things that they've done and be grateful that they've had that opportunity and proud that they've done it. Oh, absolutely. And it goes through their head sometimes. They don't acknowledge it. And it's like, you're amazing. And they don't believe you when you tell them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so for sure. And oh, it's so much goodness. Like I just I've loved talking to you. Like this is Oh, it's been a great afternoon. I've really appreciate and I appreciate what you're doing. I mean, you know what. I want to help people do is I want to take them from where they are and move them forward. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just the little things that are holding them back. And so, you know, I appreciate what you're doing, giving people the opportunity to hear so many different ways that they can break through whatever it is that's holding them in place so that they can move forward in their lives and enjoy their lives like they were meant to. Oh, absolutely. At the end of that, the end of the day, that's the goal, right? Like yes. everyone yeah. else who also <laughs> realize that they're capable of more. And oh, it's just so good. And to everyone listening, um, go say hi to Chris. <laughs> like, go yeah. follow him and whatnot. But Chris, let everyone know where they can go find you, find out to either work with you or find more information on you or your books. Sure. Well, one of the things that I just did here recently, which is something that I would encourage, especially business owners um, that are in a service type thing. Uh, just recently, I, st- I, I, I I set myself up with what's called a 360 site. And you can go to my 360 sites and find out about it. Or even better is you can go to my site. And there's a little link at the bottom that says, get your own 360 site. But on my 360 site, there are links to my websites, to all my um, social media, to videos that I have recorded, to where they can download my books, uh, where they can find out upcoming events and everything else. Um, 
And uh, that is simply chrism360.com. So chrism360.com. And when they go there, there's a little icon at the top that says connect with me. If you click on that, you have an opportunity to text me. Text me your full name and your best email and say, I heard you on forward. And I've got a special gift for you that um, will help you to boost your self-beliefs, especially that's pretty timely since that's kind of what we talked about today. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. Thank you so much, Chris. Make sure, and I'll have the link at the show notes so everyone can go and say hi and get that bonus from you. And it has just been an incredible conversation. I cannot wait to have you back because I will have you back on this. Oh, I would love to anytime, Lydia. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Oh, thank you so much. And to everyone, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week and have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was sponsored by my Create Daily Joy course on Udemy, where you can learn how to put yourself first and find the path to a happier you. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you know where the next one airs and feel free to tell a friend about it as well. Thank you so much and have a lovely day.